as he defended Vladimir Putin instead of the United States of America. That was collusion in action. Listen, if the president attacks you personally, your wife, your father, how you respond is your business. But when Thank the you. president attacks our institutions, this country allows a foreign power to invade our democracy. That is our business. We need a U.S. senator who will stand up to this president where we must, work with him where we can, but ensure that 242 years into this audacious experiment that we are still a nation of laws and not one of men. I am told that he is a rising star or already has risen star of the Democratic Party. That's Beto O'Rourke, who's surprisingly given a real challenge to Ted Cruz in a pretty red state of Texas to be a U.S. senator. Yeah, quite an important and interesting race. And to discuss it, uh, we've invited Bob Garrett, the Austin bureau chief for the Dallas Morning News, to join us. Bob, welcome. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure, and and thanks a million. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Austin is actually the capital of the state of Texas. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I heard that. <laughs> That's good. So it's 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 uh, wise that you're situated there. So, uh, hey, uh, what is the status of the race? Why don't we just uh, get a quick snapshot of the polls, and then we'll dive into some of the particulars. Well, the public polls, you know, the only, in my mind, credible ones favor Cruz. You know, that is where you actually call someone up on a phone and talk to them, um, and they're not expecting the call. O'Rourke is ahead or tied in some, but they tend to be more of these uh, newfangled Internet opt-in polls and things that uh, for some of us old political reporters are just a little bit uh, a bridge too far. I don't know what to make of them. But at any rate, it certainly is a surprise that we have, as you noted, this competitive race in, in, in deep red Texas. That doesn't usually happen? We haven't had a race like this in uh, a generation, really. I mean, uh, uh, the Democrats in 2002 thought they had the dream team, uh, three candidates who represented all racial ethnic flavors and uh, ran and got trounced. So uh, not really since uh, Ann Richards in the 90s and some more conservative Democrats who – you know, we're in office when George W. Bush took over, like Bob Bullock, a famous lieutenant governor. Not since those guys have any Democrats been competitive. What sort of fuel is Beto O'Rourke uh, using to run his machine? What's so appealing about him? Well, he is um, a guy who marches to his own drummer, for sure. Uh, most people don't know this, but his father, had, uh, his late father, who was a sort of an outdoors uh, cyclist and hiker and runner, and who got killed in a, a tragic uh, cycling accident uh, in 2001. His father had been a politician in El Paso, uh, first as a Democrat, kind of moderate, and then switched parties and uh, became a Republican and didn't didn't win as a Republican. But so Beto is, you know, like his father, Pat O'Rourke, in that he uh, just does things his own way. And he has, uh, you know, upset the apple cart in El Paso and had great success. Uh, and he is a, uh, you know, you've read he's a former punk rocker. He is used to being on stage and uh, doing it uh, low budget, low, uh, you know, do it yourself kind of thing does fit him. And he is a uh, uh, has developed into a pretty compelling speaker at rallies. Yeah. So you said he, uh, you know, uh, marches to his own drummer or whatever, which is, as we have seen in the White House, that's kind of a popular thing with a lot of America right now, something different. <laughs> And uh, I found it interesting, as I've been reading about this race, that there were 
some beliefs that, hey, we got this video of him in a punk rock band dressed in all crazy stuff, singing crazy songs, and that actually helped him among a lot of people. We've got this, you know, we've got him, him saying something about the national anthem that's not going to fly here in Texas, and that seemed to help him. So him just being himself in this new climate we're in seems to be working for him. I think there's a little bit about that sort of unvarnished, uh, always been, you know, willing to drop F-bombs and things, which I've been waiting for that to catch up with him and hurt him because, you know, El Paso is more like, you know, the the West Coast in a way, or at least the, the desert Southwest. It's certainly not the Bible Belt like much of Texas, but, um, you know, he is appealing uh heavily i think and 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 most especially to a younger generation and age of voters where they they don't care about the f bombs they don't care about you know him being for legalization of pot they don't care about uh you know that he got arrested for a burglary prank at his local university campus climbing under a fence uh there's a little more concern about a dui that was uh uh, you know, 20 years ago, but he fled anyway, the scene, though, correct? Or attempted one, to? One, to. Uh, a uh, recently, the Houston Chronicle got uh, the police reports, and and a reporter, uh, uh, you know, who is anonymous, but in the police reports, said that he kept Beto from trying to flee the scene, and then that was, as you know, our debate Friday night was our first chance, uh, first crack at him to ask him, did you flee the scene? And he said no. Well, Houston Chronicle, I wouldn't line my parrot cage with that. Uh, Bob Garrett's with the Dallas Morning News. Absolutely. That's where we go for our information. Exactly. Uh, How hard is, uh, in spite of his surname, I understand Mr. O'Rourke has uh, some Hispanic heritage. Is that right? Not really, no. Um, from, no, from, you no, know, he's Irish no. and something else. But he's he's His playing the I'm um, Spanish. A, well, you tell the story. Well, is a nickname as a kid or something? That is correct. From birth, I interviewed a, a family friend who was at the hospital, and when Pat O'Rourke came out uh, at the maternity ward, uh, they had already told friends they were going to name him Robert Francis O'Rourke. And uh, this woman, Mary, Polk told me that she said, well, Pat, what are you going to call him? And he said, Beto. And that is a real sort of uh, a, a kind of a uh, Tex-Mex uh, border town kind of thing. Uh, so Ted Cruz, in, in, in after the March primary, you know, did his jingle making it out to be that Beto had done this purely uh, to appeal to Hispanics. But that really is not true. And he, you know, he did grow up in this very mixed environment in el paso would it be uh, fair to say that while it was it's not as contrived as like you know two years ago he decided to go by beto when he's fourth generation irish um but it is pretty handy and he's not like you know it's not bothering him any that he's got well that's where you know we get some of these kennedy uh parallels and that i mean pat o'rourke was a politician he was a kind of a quirky guy but I mean, he he was definitely giving his son something that a handle that might be useful in El Paso. Let's put yeah, it that. That, so so he may have huh. thought that far ahead. That's really interesting. Wow. So uh, let's talk. Wow about, is right. Uh, that is, is some serious smart politicking right there. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Uh, so which? Uh, how does he? Well, you've mentioned some of his policy stances. Um, but in general, uh, is Mr. O'Rourke uh, kind of a uh, mainstream blue doggy moderate Democrat? In or do the in... policies matter? Is it a personality thing? Well, there's a good question. 
Well, you know, uh, I mean, because we're talking about Texas. Say, I mean, he has been a free trade Democrat uh, in that sense, maybe more like some of those uh, uh, moderate uh, pro-business Democrats you're talking about. On the other hand, he is not afraid to be, you know, even on the El Paso City Council, he took a very edgy stand in 2000. Uh, six and seven to uh, make it the first city in the state to give domestic partner benefits. Uh, so on LBGT stuff, uh, he he's definitely been out there all along for the last 15 years. Um, he's certainly very uh, in favor of abortion rights and uh, definitely clashes with Ted Cruz on his vision on, you know, a path to citizenship and the dreamers and stuff like that and against the wall. Is there anything we should know about turnout trends in Texas? Uh, because, you know, I, we all take polls with a, a big old shaker of salt, especially after the 2016 presidential election, because they take a poll uh, on Election Day at the polls. Uh, but is, does turnout tend to be more uh, heavily Republican? Well, yeah, but, I mean, we're the worst turning out state but just about in the country. I mean, that's, you know... Uh, Texas is just really near the bottom in voter participation. And so... Uh, hey, hit us with that, some numbers. Like, how low are we talking? Well, I mean, uh, that's a good question. You've caught me uh, unprepared. Oh, but I, think I wasn't that, trying to do that. Uh, no, make something up. It's talk radio. <laughs> yeah, well, talk radio, you can say anything. <laughs> yeah, let me just make something. I mean, it's often said we have about 28 million people in this state, and 1.5 million people decide everything because they turn up for the Republican primary in March. And if things go to a runoff, we, you have to have 50% plus one to get a nomination in Texas of your party. Then we go to May, and then it's a really low turnout thing. So maybe you know six or seven hundred thousand people are deciding for twenty-eight million. Yeah. Um, and we have this other phenomenon that the the really historically Democratic areas typically are deciding everything in March, all the local offices. So in a non-presidential year, they don't really care to turn out. And that is a big problem for Beto O'Rourke is getting not in El Paso. People there are fired up because it, El Paso has been sort of out of sight, out of mind for for over a century in Texas, and so they're excited. But down down in the Rio Grande Valley, in San Antonio, in the in, in Hispanic parts of Dallas and Houston, getting those people to turn out is is a real challenge for him. Better wear cowboy boots ever. <laughs> you know, he didn't wear them Friday night. Ted did. Uh-huh. I'm not sure what what reptile Ted's were were taken <laughs> from, but it was it was some kind of lizardy looking thing. <laughs> Oh. I just wondered if you got to play that, you know, as yeah. if Beto can go that far. But. Of course, we met Ted in the Bay Area of California, and he was rocking his boots. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's authentic. Bob Garrett is the Austin Bureau Chief for the Dallas Morning News. Bob, enjoyed the conversation very, very much. Uh, thanks a million for taking a few minutes with us. Thanks to both of you. All right, great job. Thanks. I don't know because I'm not there. And nice I'll, fella. I sure yeah, yeah, like he was Bob good. Garrett. And I'll tell you what, you get politics wrong a lot. If you um, if you're not in the uh, state or district you're talking about, because oh, they can yeah. they can That's have a, a huge... referendum on Trump. Oh, there could have been a you know homeless guy killed a little girl story or whatever, and it's just like motivating everybody. You know something that happened or a gas tax that got passed. It doesn't right, and and you don't know about it unless <clears> you're local. Um, but we do have this thing going on right now with the Trump presidency in a lot of places where the, the issues just aren't that, the policy isn't that big a deal. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of it for one thing is different versus same old authenticity versus phony Ted Cruz. I'm not sure he can help it, but he couldn't seem more phony.
He does have a very jivey uh, demeanor. He reeks of of uh, he's practically Hillary Clinton. I don't think he, I don't think he is. I just think no. he's, he's got something. You know, people have said maybe he's on the spectrum somewhere. Well, or something. I, just, got... I think he's a misfit because he's such a brainiac. Right. But anyway, he's uncomfortable. He comes off yeah. as a as a phony politician. And this Beto guy really seems like he doesn't. So that in this current era, I can see where that would help a lot. Real clear politics. Average of polls has uh, Ted up four and a half points for what it's worth. He's on your side now. Well, this guy doesn't have to win to, to make a, you know, make a splash. Right. He's already made the splash. In terms of being a name that's out there for uh, for national politics for the Democrats, and it, I just it's it's Trump like in that because I've followed a little bit. There have been a number of scandals, using my finger quotes, that either just went away or people actually liked him better mm-hmm. when they saw the videos of him in the punk rock band in the crazy clothes, and yeah. and people seem to like him better. and And he's really good at laughing off stuff and the f bombs. Oh, he got caught saying an f bomb. You're effing right, I did. I mean, he just. Postmodern. Yeah, exactly. Trumpian, if you will. Yeah. Speaking of Trump, uh, in my opinion, the president delivered a hell of a good address at the uh, UN. We'll have a clip or two for you. Plus a uh, really interesting revealing uh, note uh, from a listener. Getting, you know, I was going to ask for this, and he's way ahead of me. <laughs> a super great uh, note about Kavanaugh and accusations and that sort of thing. Is this Marty Robbins? Or is this, it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, if you didn't hear this email earlier of, on the whole Kavanaugh thing, it is, it, it'll, you'll learn something from it. It's something. Stay tuned. We don't have that many El Paso songs, so we had to dig deep. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. My love was deep for this Mexican maid. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. still think it's going to be two people being egg grilled all day long on Thursday, and uh, you're going to believe one of them, I guess. Or like with Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill, you look at it and think, they both sound believable to me. What am I supposed to do with this? Rely on the rest of his life. His professional record. The accounts of all the women he's known throughout his life. But everybody can uh, uh, disagree in good conscience. There's something we may not get to, but it's a, a teacher with a very thoughtful note about. We were talking about um, how programs for gifted and talented kids helping the the cream rise to the top and and achieve the best they can has really been shaved off in American schools in favor of, um, you know, bringing the bottom fifteen twenty percent up, including uh, many millions of immigrant children, lawful and unlawful. Uh, and we left out one big factor. I want to get to that if we can. Okay. Um, but, you know, that'll still be a topic tomorrow and the day after. I got this note from uh, Anonymous. Uh, I mentioned this, uh, well, read it earlier in the morning, but I really I just thought it was great. Nonpartisan, nonjudgmental, here's how human beings really are. A bit of refreshing information in a sea of partisanship. I'm looking at the clock. I probably ought to get to it. Fellas, you've, uh, I've been going back and forth about whether to write. 
But after the latest revelations and hearing you discuss teenagers and parties, I guess I'll throw in my perspective. When I was a freshman, I wound up at a dude's house with my friend and two other guys. We were supposed to be going to a baseball game, but they said, let's go to a dude's house and drink. My friend really liked one of the guys, so we agreed. I had never drank before. Fast forward later in the night, at which point I have no memory. My friend told me the next day that dude locked us in the bathroom and had sex with me, and she could hear me saying no through the door. Oh, God, that's awful. So he he raped a a wasted 14-year-old. 14. Beautiful. Jeez, that's, uh, that's unbelievable. This dude bragged to people at the school about what a slut I was and how easy I was. I will never forget that night as much as I will never remember it either. I have no idea where he is now, and if he it turned out he was nominated to the Supreme Court, I would never tell our story. It would only ruin my life. God, that's a terrible story. It is. It's absolutely terrible, incredibly regrettable. And I've known a half dozen women with that same story. Yeah, or similar enough. Um, and But that's the way she looks at it. I'm not saying therefore X, Y, Z. Just take it easy, everybody. Moving along. Two years later, I went overseas for a year. Less than a month after I left, my boyfriend called me. He was living at my parents' house at the time. He was having family troubles. To say he had slept with one of my best friends, and she was telling everyone he raped her. My neighbor saw them leaving together after this alleged rape, holding hands. They were being so affectionate, She was, the neighbor was confused and thought I hadn't left yet, and my friend was me. Also, other friends had said this friend had become obsessed with losing her virginity. At any rate, my friend had made the whole thing up. So I wouldn't be mad at her for doing what she did with my boyfriend in my house, by the way. Oof. I guess the point is, rapey things do happen, but also women lie to cover their asses. I do not believe this man should lose his career based on drunken hijinks from over 30 years ago. A bunch of women end up coming forward saying he was rapey. Well, that's a different story. Um, And she wants to know where her oven mitts are because she's been a friend of Armstrong and Getty over... 10 years. We'll have to recheck our files. Well, we mail them, and there's something below ground. It's called Greyhound. Um, you, you, you just rely on the kindness of strangers to pass it from one Greyhound bus to another as it makes its way so it to a I handed recipient. it to the most trustworthy guy at the bus stop. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do that for you. <laughs> yeah, that's what he sounded like. So, anyway, I just I thought that was yeah. a great... It. Uh, what happened... With the only uh, allegation that really has any heft to it at all, which is uh, Dr. Blasey Ford, what happened is unknown and unknowable. Anybody who pretends otherwise is is either a liar or a fool. And it could have happened to her, but it was somebody else. Or so swept up in partisanship that, you know, that they've been blinded by that. But that's half a fool. What do you got in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump at the U.N., laughter and inspiration, Bill Cosby branded, and why people are more likely to commit crimes when there's a full moon. They're going to brand Bill Cosby? I'd be fine with that. Man, there was a beautiful full moon. Was it yesterday morning, this morning? Just huge. Really, really cool. But people do what when they're all? They commit more crimes. Okay. All right. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Cable News Channel happens to be on MSNBC, and Trump's speech to the U.N., and the nugget they took out of it is, the U.S. will always choose independence over global governance. Hell yeah, we will. Hell yeah. True that. Yeah. USA! USA! 
Lock her up. No, no, no. Different no, thing. No, wrong, 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 wrong. All right. Let's get the news now, Marsha Phillips. Well, as you were talking about uh, President Trump being at the U.N., talking to the U.N. General Assembly, he started out with discussing how successful his administration has been. His opening line got widely laughed at, though, by the assembled group of world leaders. In less than two years, my administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. America's so true. <laughs> Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. So, so let's let's be fair, Marshall. Bill Clinton in Why is the background. Bill Clinton laughing? <laughs> He's there. He's an honored guest. Uh, Marshall, part of the liberal media. Uh, there were a couple of chuckles at the braggadocio of it, but when he said, uh, so true, <laughs> then everybody lost it. Yeah. Yes. That was funny. President going on to embrace the fact that all the assembled leaders there were emissaries, emissaries for their own country's values and culture that makes their homeland so unique. Racist. That is why America will always choose independence and cooperation over global governance, control, and domination. I honor the right of every nation in this room to pursue its own customs, beliefs, and traditions. The United States will not tell you how to live or work or worship. We only ask that you honor our sovereignty in return. As uh, Henry Kissinger's been saying for 50 years, we get to look out for our self-interest just like you do. Amen. Ah. Amen to that. That's what I say. Turns out the judge in the Bill Cosby case has gone to his chambers to weigh the comedian's punishment for the 2004 Uh sexual assault. Cosby offered him something to drink, didn't he? Oh, boy. This after he offered him something to drink. Judge had a little sip, started feeling woozy, headed to his chambers. This after the judge. Now Cosby's headed back there. If I just start stop re- it, if I just start returning, referring to my apartment as my chambers, there's no like law <laughs> against that, right? Oh no, I would. This uh, I got to return to my. I, I need to retire to my chambers. He says, <laughs> staggering out of the bar at one thirty. Uh, this after the judge ruled. That Cosby is a sexual violent predator. He is. The judge, Stephen O'Neill, says he will announce the sentence in court at 1030 this morning, West Coast time. So the judge has declared Cosby a what? A, sta- a violent predator. Sexual violent predator. Well, that's uh, that's a bad sign. He's going to spend the rest of his life in jail. Good. Uh, somebody said yesterday, one of the prosecutors, I thought it was a good uh, line. He may have already met his next victim and is working them right now. We don't know that. Wow. And that's that's certainly true. He's a freaking predator. Wow. Prosecutors asking for five to ten years in prison. The defense wants house arrest, but DA Kevin Steele says the sentencing rules do not allow that at all. So we'll see what uh, what happens. The ruling come down about uh, 1030 our time. A criminologist is claiming that people are more likely to commit crimes during a full moon. That's not for that reason. While most of us think the full moon and its mythical effects on people, it's really the added light on the nights the moon is full. Get out of here. According to criminologists... It's not werewolves? <laughs> no. <laughs> According to criminologists... What about he, other witchery? <laughs> 
The only explanation they can see that links uh, crimes with moon phases is just about the practicalities of being a criminal. When it's a full moon, there's more light. And they found that... That's the, kind of interesting in that... If it was um, about more light, wouldn't you just rob stuff in the day? Well, yeah, that's, that's I was about to say, because uh, in the Woodward book, they're discussing whether or not to make some military move. And uh, Mattis is saying we've got such a short window of time because we got to do, do it on a moonless night when it's pitch dark. Otherwise, we got to wait a month until the next one. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it, you'd think it'd be the same way for criminals. They want it as dark as possible. That's why they're out at night, period. Although, uh, w- no. My point of disagreement is that if it's a full moot, Joe moon used to out, steal a lot of bicycles in, so he can help. Crimey, <laughs> well, yeah. In crimey neighborhoods, people are out longer and more when it's a full moon because it's brighter out. So I, people just are out more, more so there are more crimes. Around. I don't know. I, but if I'm going to break into a house, I, wanna, I don't want the bright moon. Because sometimes no. the moon's so bright, it's like you can see me walking around. Right. That's no good. There you go. That's wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. I could buy that freaking armix aspect of just the full moon brings more people out, therefore more crime sure. happens. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. That, that's it. Exactly. And more wolves in the shape of a Well, rag. you want to stay off the moors. I'll tell you that. Oh, oh yeah. Stay off the moors. <laughs> I've been living by that rule my whole life. Man, Marsh, you catch me on the moors. You ended a little early, man. Well, I, you know, I was late the show. Help a brother out. I know That's a nice I, change. I, I, I you could have stretched it for a while. I know when to step away. Come on. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so the petering out is coming up. Michael, what do you say about uh, short newscasts? There's no reason for a newscast to go too long. That's right. Yeah, that's correct. Right. Okay. <laughs> plenty of reason. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. song well one of the things that points out how beto o'rourke is different than your average politician certainly different than ted cruz um after the debate he facebook lived himself in the drive-thru at whataburger jamming the keep the song up michael jamming this song and showing how he knows the drum part to it because he was a drummer in a punk band and then ah. he starts into the air drumming and drumming to the song you don't see that out of a ted cruz from dignified <laughs> well it's it's very like looks like something your dad would do. It just seems normal and wholesome. You don't get that out of a lot of politicians. Right. I think there's a hunger for that for a lot of people. Yeah, we've tried the stilted, phony thing long enough. I guess. Yeah. Well, as we have we as we have said for years, who decided that's the way you should talk? Nobody else in any other realm of life. Talks about your talks the way your average politician does. Right. Nobody talks like that. Mm-hmm. And then along come all these guys, and I assume some women will, um, who to talk like your neighbor or your boss talks, and they're doing really well. Mm-hmm. I would think more people would catch on to that. Yeah. Well, I don't think Ted. Yeah, Cruz oddly could, enough, being natural is very difficult for some people. Yeah, I don't think Ted Cruz could talk like a normal person if he wanted to. That you know, he can't help it. No. No, I don't think. Um, he's not the way he is on purpose. 
I don't think he's just kind of a misfit brainiac, as I said earlier. Um, Arby's, which I love. I haven't been to Arby's in so long. I wish there was one on my way home. When I moved, I missed my Arby's route. Mm. Dang it. Arby's is buying Sonic in a $2.3 billion deal. You know there's going to be at least one Conan joke on that tonight. Yeah, (laughs) what's the deal with that? They're a fine meaty sandwich. Oh, very good. I'd rather eat at Arby's than the, the McDonald's I stop at once a week. Got to see if this news affects my portfolio at all. <laughs> I gassed up at one of those uh, combo gas station slash McDonald's yesterday, and the smells the smells were wafting. Uh, the combo gas station things are just... Uh, uh, uh. Well, I know. And so I was sitting in there watching the various... I was sitting there gassing up my uh, my car at an incredibly slow rate. Don't you hate it when you get the pump that's like half as fast as most pumps? Right. Oh, and you have to stand there for like two and a half minutes. Like a sucker. Like an idiot. I feel like a prisoner anytime the automatic pump little nozzle thing isn't working properly, and I actually have to stand there and hold it. I'll tell you what I hate is blasting your advertisements at me with no mute buttons. Some of the gas stations are like (laughs) that. That, I will never go again. I'll go out of my way to avoid that gas station. So I was standing there letting the gas dribble into my tank at an incredibly (laughs) slow rate. Smoking a cigarette. Why? And putting it on the edge of the, the gas cap thing there when I wanted to put it down. Um, uh, watching and, and, and having feelings of contempt for the people walking into McDonald's to have their, their lunch. Thinking, come on. You got a thousand choices. You know what's in that stuff. You get, come on, everybody. Well, and, but as the smells were wafting toward me, moment by moment, inch by inch, I felt myself being dragged in. Yeah. And I had to lecture myself. No! You're not getting McDonald's. You're not eating that. No. Just sniff the gas. Got a little lightheaded. There was a... Over the weekend, there's a woman that's put out an art display. She's uh, a a quite overweight woman that has made an art display out of all the awful things people have said to her online about her weight. No. Ah, that's Which terrible. Is, oh, it's unbelievable. I don't know who you people are. I swear to God, if there's one thing I want to raise my kids to be or not be, it's to be people who would never even consider saying something mean to someone on a on a social media thing because of their appearance. Right. Good freaking God, what is wrong with people? The and the worst, there are, saddest, most pathetic sort of cruelty. millions of you. Yeah. What is wrong with you? But anyway... They body shamed her online. This is how she struck back, and she's turning it into an art thing, and it's a whole bunch of pictures. And so she's in various poses, and then she has the comment on her clothing. Hmm. Like, here she is in a white dress, and it says on there in big letters, quit looking like a slob. No one cares that you're a fat slob, just the fact that you're a slob. Um, she has another one of where she's uh, wearing a different outfit, and it says, it hurts my eyes to look at you. You're disgusting. I mean, who are these people we really do need to identify them and do something with them the people that have the need to act out like that because they're bad for society on every level gotta be gotta be that's got to translate into other things that we don't want in society Mm because there's something deeply wrong with you oh yeah yeah terrible god that's incredible and she had like she said she had ten thousand of them she could choose from wow all she was doing is posting pictures of herself you know here i am at the the state park selfies and stuff like that and she get nonstop comments about her weight and in just in the cruelest sort of way Mm, sick wild it is it is it's a mental illness of some sort yeah i feel sorry for those i feel sorry for both ends um 
Because there's got to be something wrong with you. You must be a very, very unhappy person. Or you grew up with it. I knew people like that. They grew up in a home where, where mockery and cruelty and that sort of thing was... Uh, the coin of the realm? Exactly. It was what uh, just uh, was what conversation was. I don't know. It wow. seems sick to me. Just, just spitballing here. How about uh, Desert Island Camp? You identify those people, round them up, put them in the camp, say there's 10,000 of them, have enough food for 8,000 people. Have them engage in a constant fight for survival. Is that the Hunger Games? Sticks and sharpened rocks. No, no, okay. that's no, no. Uh, primitive weapons. Uh, it seems this is never, something very different. We're calling it the Getty Games. <laughs> never a yeah, moment of really. peace. This seems a little over the top. Well, again, I'm just spitballing. You want to go with some sort of soft, modern, politically correct camp? You go ahead. F- find these people and give them a hug. Think that? Will... No, no, yeah. I don't want to do that. I hate them. I, and. I know there's got to be, if you do that, would you be courageous enough? I don't know if that's the right term. I don't want to make it. But would you be willing to email or text as to why you do it? Those of you who who, who do the, the trolling thing where you just spew hate at people you don't know over their appearance or, you know, their car or their house or whatever it is you're criticizing. What What's going on there, do you think? 415-295-KFTC is our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Because it's so so out of, like, something I would ever even consider. Yeah, take, uh, take a look at yourself and see if you can figure it out. And as always, if you don't know what introspection is, you need to take a long, <laughs> hard look at yourself. I mean, somebody texting at that woman looking at your arms makes me want to throw up. What is that? I don't know. Well, text me and let me know what your deal is. Final thoughts with Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Never before have so few done so little for no one in particular. Awesome. The Armstrong and Getty Show. He wasn't done. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Marsha Phillips, would you lead us off, please? All right, my friends. It is that time of the year for another after work seasonal dump and casino run. Hopefully tomorrow I'll bring home the bacon. A little gambling for my pleasure. Fabulous. Michelangelo, a final thought you'd like to share? Yeah, unless you got something kind or informative to say, do everybody a favor and stay off social media. Use the hours that you've wasted on the internet to better yourself instead. There you go. Maybe some push-ups or learn a foreign language. Deep knee bends. Positive Sean, final thought? I am thrilled that tomorrow night is the return of one of my favorite TV shows that has ever existed. South Park returns for another season. Can't wait to see it. I'm 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 blessed to be able to listen to those social commentators. Jack, what is your final thought? I repeat again, we are going to air the hearings on Thursday. So are a lot of people, but we'll be going through it and taking your texts and your emails and commenting during it and the whole thing, assuming it happens. But it's going to be, it'll be talked about for decades to come. Indeed. Final thought uh, from me, and we'll talk about this more tomorrow, is that uh, some of the backers of the November initiative in California to repeal the gas tax increase said they are also going to ask voters to approve a measure in 2020. That would fix the roads and halt the stupid Crony Express, the bullspit train. Yes, fully on board. Fully mind, body, soul. So is that going to be on the ballot? They're going to work in that direction, and I'll bet they get it done. I'll support that. Heck yeah, I can't wait to support that any way we can. Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Uh, Hanson, look into that. If we can help them get the signatures or whatever you got to do. Then we'll push prop whatever number they give it. Sure.
God dang it. I'm prepared to go into hotel bars and drug people <laughs> and take their kidneys and sell them to the Chinese to support this. Armstrong. Whatever it takes. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> Oh. Wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Uh, uh, so many, on the heels of his camp idea. Yeah. So many people, and I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> so many people, thanks a little time. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. That's mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, or text 415-295-KFTC. If they stopped the bullet train today, how many billions were spent? Many. Many, many, many billions. billions, yep. Could have been spent on a lot of stuff. See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act. Uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us. For what we've done. Thank you and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye bye. I got a mouthful of nuts. I'm sorry, I wasn't ready. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.